This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. say you're too stupid, you're too lazy, and you're too disconnected watching television and watching the bread and circus of modern culture to care. Is that true? Are you sure? Because you underwrite the whole system. The neoliberal neocon system globally is underwritten by you. Your taxes, your pension money, the insurance money, and most importantly, your sons and daughters. You're the one that can tell Congress, hey, not one increase to the debt ceiling, and we want to see massive cuts. We want to see massive cuts in spending, and we want to see it now, not next year. Don't give me some happy talk formula. Don't give me some set of mathematics. I want to see real cut. Okay, welcome. It's Monday, 6 March, the year of our Lord, 2023. Still a lot of... Uh, people resonating with what happened at CPAC over the weekend. In the second hour, I'm going to break down, particularly President Trump. I think people are missing um, because I just don't think the coverage is great um, on President Trump. He had a lot of very detailed um, uh, policy prescriptions that are, quite frankly, from from deportations to taking on the CIA, uh, the J6 prisoners, uh, all of it. And we're going to get into that in the second hour. And more of the breakdown also in my speech, because I think in both of them, um, there's things that, that people uh, that we should try to focus on. One of the things that I really want to focus on, because I talk about the convergence and then the conflation of these crises. And you remember, if you go back to the very first days of war and pandemic, I said, look, this is a pandemic. Uh, and right now you can tell in China it's going to affect the supply chain, Right. So whatever you think about it, if it's good or bad, whatever, the, what the way the Chinese are dealing with it is that you're going to affect the supply chain. Uh, also, the way that the Western governments are dealing with it, you're going to have a hit to aggregate demand. So therefore, you're going to have a big, big shock to the system economically, just as between supply to the supply side with the supply chains on one hand, with the lockdowns they were doing, and the drop in aggregate demand given what the Western governments are doing. That is going to lead to a capital markets crisis on on massive amounts of debt because they're going to come in and flood the zone some is going to be kind of necessary because you need that bridging device right you need to bridge to get to the other side other is going to be however these guys play it and of course they played it they ramped it up and used everything this was the build back better don't let a crisis go to waste okay i said that financial crisis or excuse me economic crisis is a pandemic it's going to cause an economic crisis that will then trigger a capital markets crisis that will then trigger a geopolitical crisis. In fact, we ought to go back and pull that. Maybe I use that tomorrow as one of the opens for the show. Uh, and in this, uh, it is going to change the direction of the world as we know it. What you have now is the convergence of that. We're kind of in the second phase. You have the this capital markets crisis of $300 trillion, as Dr. Rabini 
uh, shows us $300 trillion of debt at every level, from local governments to water authorities to state governments to federal governments throughout the world, and then personal, all the personal debt added on top of corporate debt, both private and public companies, $300 trillion. Most of that, a lot of that is structured on the negative or zero interest rates structure of the uh, financial system from uh, the meltdown in 2008 when the central bank stepped in here. Now that rates are back up to 4% because of all this spending, and particularly the, the last orgy of it, um, this uh, spending uh, has, has uh, inflation's exploded. To try to get on top of that, you know, these central banks have had to step in, and, and I don't think they can manage it. Because as Dr. Rubini is saying, we're going to go to, from stagflation to recession to depression to uh, interest rate crisis to debt crisis. He's calling it the five crises in the, in the capital markets. In the middle of this, uh, one of the things that America has been able to pull out on and rely upon is that our greatest export, in fact, our last great export is the U.S. dollar, right? And uh, that is what's the, called the prime reserve currency. Every transaction in the world heretofore since essentially Bretton Woods or after World War II when those two world wars took out the British Empire and we went from the pound to the dollar has been the prime reserve currency and allowed us to do things you couldn't normally do, particularly fund deficits. I've worked with the team at, uh, at um, uh, Birch Gold and Philip Patrick joins us now. Philip, thank you. First off, Philip, thank you so much for coming back and being part of our CPAC. Uh, the audience, I can't tell you, so many great uh, comments I got. People really excited about seeing you live and, and getting to meet you. But we're, we've got the third phase of the. First off, any comment analysis uh, about what I've just said and kind of laying out the cases? You've seen the convergence now of the geopolitical military, kind of triggered somewhat by the economic and capital markets. But these are, these are going to converge and conflate. And this is my concern because once that happens, it's all bets off. Philip Patrick. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely spot on. And we and Navarro and Cortez and yourself have been talking about this for years. It was fairly obviously heading down the pike, particularly when we knew what was happening politically. But it's all unfolding in front of us. And that's why things like the debt ceiling debate uh, are just so important. But these reports that the end of the dollar empire that you've been working on for me is so important because we need to get the public educated, educated about money. The more education they have, the better decisions they make. It, it's so important. So I'm very, very excited for the launch of the third volume. The first two, I think, are, are fantastic. And I know there's more to come. But this stuff, information is really how people can make right decisions and get themselves out of trouble. And I think I'm very excited for this third report. I really am. Can we play uh, today? We talked about the structure of these interest rates. Let me kind of go. If, if it's ready, it's ready to roll. Let me know. And we go ahead and play. Let's go ahead and play it. And I'll have Philip Patrick comment. But in this, what Steve Cortez is saying, very, it, it, it's so important, the term inverted yield curve. Right. Why is the inverted yield curve important? It happens very, very yes. infrequently. It's a harbinger of something, but why is it important for people to understand yeah. that? And it has almost a perfect track record of predicting or coinciding with recessions and often extremely deep recessions. What it means, Steve, is this. And I think often when you talk about global capital markets, I think it's, it's easier to think of it just in personal finance terms. If you go and get a CD, a certificate of deposit at a bank, you get a certain interest rate if you'll only give the bank your money for, say, 90 days. They will give you a much higher interest rate if you say, I'll give you my money for two years. That's the way interest rates are supposed to work. You get compensated more for lending for longer. Okay, that's a normal 
yield curve that is upward sloping. What we have now is the reverse. We have what's known as an inverted yield curve where long-term rates are actually lower than short-term. Why? Because inflation is so high right now that the Fed has been forced to become very aggressive, uh, a crisis of its own doing, by the way. The Fed is no victim here, quite the opposite. Uh, the Fed is totally complicit. But the Fed has been forced into a situation where it must be incredibly aggressive about hiking short-term interest rates. So you have short-term interest rates that are skyrocketing, Steve. At the same time, you have long-term interest rates that are either staying stable or in some cases actually going down. Why? Because the bond market doesn't believe in the growth story anymore. So an inverted yield curve, you know, a, a simple way to express it, Steve, is it is a bond market revolt. It is the bond market rejecting the business model of Joe Biden and permanent Washington for the United States. It is a bond market revolt and it's incredibly dangerous. Right now, if you look at the real at the yield curve, two tens, which is two year treasuries versus 10 years yeah. treasuries. Most people focus there when they talk about the yield curve the, on Wall Street and elsewhere. Two tens is at minus 90 basis going. points. That means it's almost a full percent. To put that in historical context, Steve, what does that mean? It's the widest it's been since 1982. Think of how terrible things were with inflation in 1982. The curve is telling us things are out as bad and getting worse okay. than they were in the late 70s and early 80s. The, the structure here, and you've got this for the first time, I think it was on Friday during our show, for the first time, and the tenure may be below that right now if my correct team can, can check, but they had... For the first time, I think in, I don't know, living memory, they, they were all over 4% from the one-month treasury all the way to the 30-year, the 30-day to the 30-year. Uh, is is the t 10 years right below? Uh, what is it right now? 3.96. Yeah, yeah. It went to about 3.97 the other day, just when we were four. So, Philip, this is the point that, and this is why I think you have countries like India and Japan and China that are buying gold at, at record rates, right? There, there's so much uncertainty right now. But what this, what the bond market tells you about interest rates going up is they're looking at the U.S. business model and they're not saluting. It's costing more and more and more, even with the flight to safety, given the geopolitical issues. It's, it's more and more and more. You have to, you have to jack up rates to attract money. Philip Patrick. That, yeah, Philip. I've lost did audio. You mute yourself? Okay, no, we're good. We got you. Okay, let's go ahead and cut him and just let's let's just reboot him. Uh, so here's the thing: is that the structure of all this has been at negative interest rates, and here's what's happening now: they're having to jack interest rates to try to kill inflation, and what they're doing is obviously killing <laughs> killing the consumer. You know, uh, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow. There is $19.6 trillion of debt at the households in the United States, $19.6 trillion. The millennials alone have $4 trillion, and they're adding more. Phillips, back with me. They're adding more. Uh, they're, adding, uh, they're adding debt at the fastest clip of any generation in American history. Because I tell you, they give them a credit card, give them a little uh, debt, and they, they're just kind of a hamster on the wheel. Philip, now that we've gotten this, now that we're jammed up, and the reason I wanted to do this audience is going to be one of the key decision makers because of the pressure on Congress and the seats we hold and, and, and kind of the punch that this uh, activist audience makes. So we want to make sure people are fully up to speed. That's why the third segment of this is the debt trap. And it talks yeah. about where we are right now as a country and how it's going to affect the dollar. Philip Patrick. 
Yeah, listen, this is right now the ticking time bomb at the heart of our nation's financial system, this economic weapon of mass destruction that is almost completely assembled and sort of ready for our enemies to trigger. But what we have now is just a colossal national debt. I'm talking $31.5 trillion and counting. Now, you know, before the 1970s, we were on a gold standard. And what that meant was the government's ability to spend money was curbed. Ever since then, obviously, the government have free reign to spend. And what's been so concerning is spending has become essentially a political tool, right? It's easy for politicians to appease constituents by giving handouts. Last year, federal government spending accounted for 25% of GDP, right? That's a quarter of everything, right? And this was, you got to remember, we were a nation that was founded on the principles of small government and personal freedoms. We couldn't be further from that today. So we've got this situation called the debt trap, essentially the point of no return, right? And it's a very simple concept. Income rises slowly, GDP averages about 3% a year. But debt accrues and compounds quickly, up 4.5% a year, plus 77-fold over the last 100 years. Over time, debt service payments grow, and they consume an increasing percentage of income until it starts to exceed income. And that's where we are today. It Well, where we're getting close to today, almost the point of no return. And we have to, at that point, take on new loans just to pay, repay existing ones. Listen, debt service is already one of the federal government's biggest expenses. For a little bit of context, this year alone, about $400 billion in debt service. That's about 7% of all federal government spending. Now, when we throw these numbers around, it's easy to lose some perspective, but let's look at this. The government will spend $100 billion more on debt service than on veterans' benefits and services. It spent more on, on, on debt service than education, disaster relief, agriculture, science and space programs, and all foreign aid all combined together. It is a lot of money. We are already at that point. If this administration continues to spend, we get to the point of no return. That is the debt trap. And that is why things like the debt ceiling debate are so important. Without a gold standard, the debt ceiling is the only check we have essentially on unlimited government spending. We are so close to the point of no return. Now timing is everything. But that's the issue. And and you can see this coming through manifesting stuff and, and impact on American life. Mortgages are a 20-year 20 20 year low. The, the bottom's falling out as the, as the rates increase. Correct. Part of this ticking time bomb is the millennials, people 30 to 38 years old, $4 trillion of debt, and rapidly increasing more than any other generation in American history. A short break. Philip Patrick's going to be with me. Dr. Peter Navarro. We're going to go out to Oklahoma to meet the Matt Gates of the, of the Plain States out there next Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe 
or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, Philip Patrick, uh, one thing I'm going to get to Navarre on this too, but for everybody at home, understand this is a very big deal. It's reasons to cover the Financial Times today. Beijing put out their numbers, and they said that they are, and they traditionally project 8 9% growth. And remember, that's kind of the engine of how we got out of the 2008 situation. Th- theirs was not in a recession at the same time. We've said this time in the cycle, they're, they're imploding, and I think they are imploding. Uh, into into something much bigger than the recession. They're projecting 5% Philopatric, which means 0%. That's what I say. It's not, a, it's not a gathering storm. The storm is here. The storm is here in the financial capital markets uh, storm. And we're going to have t- – you already seen Biden. When they're talking about the Russ vote uh, balanced budget, we're talking about $2 trillion in over 10 years out of Medicaid. Okay? That's just the first of the social – you know, welfare programs, a social safety net, whatever you call it. Um, and that's not even defense. These are going to be massive fights. This is going to be massive fights. They're already trying to fight on the, on the SNAP program that they're taking back all the, all the excess spending that was done for COVID is starting to reel back in. And they're already going to come up and every night you're going to have, you know, the hungry kids up here, but it is money that's coming, take, being taken back. You can't deny that. That's why it's so insane. We're putting money into Ukraine. It's insanity to pay for their pensions and their health care. Philip Patrick from a precious – this is why I want everybody – go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. You get the third installment. It's totally free. Get the third installment, and you pick up the first two. I need this audience. We need – the country needs this audience up to speed on this. You don't have to be an expert. But that's why we roll out Brad and Cortez and Dr. Navarro and Philip Patrick uh, and Jason Tennert to make sure everybody's up to speed on this. You've got a more sophisticated understanding. This is not to make you the most interesting person uh, at the at the club or the most imp- impressive person in, in the know, you know, at the dinner parties. This is to it, you'll get that, too. But this is also to make sure that you are fully aware of your responsibility as head of the creditors committee. Philip Patrick, uh, your thoughts and analysis, sir. Listen, you're, you're absolutely spot on. Obviously, any numbers coming out of China, as bad as they are, will be much, much worse. And I think it speaks to the global nature of this problem, which makes it very difficult for investors, right? Domestically, uh, options are limited. You look outside of that. Foreign markets don't look much more attractive at the moment. The inflationary problem is is global. There are not many safe havens, which, of course, makes precious metals, I think, even more important in times like this, and particularly when you look at the nature of our problems, right? Debt, currency, inflationary, bubbles in the market. These things are a massive problem, but but very conducive for metals. But more importantly than anything else, uh, I, I think this series that, that, that you've written, it's so important that people get out and read for the reasons that you said. Listen, talking about money many, many years ago was a debate that the public used to have. It got taken out of our hands. It got pushed up the chain, but it's something we need to be educated 
educated on. Uh, it's so, so important. So the debt trap is ready. Uh, like you said, customer, you know, people have to just go on birchgold.com slash Bannon. They'll get a copy of it and get reading. And the first two installments are already available and ready. They're available, and this is all free. We need you up to speed on this. Uh, remember, the first uh, the first chapter was politics of money, talking about the, the founding of the country all the way through the 19th century. We got it. We have to make the politics of money central to the political process. It's been taking out, taken out, and we got to put it back in there. Philip, how do people get to you? Because you did such a great job at uh, you know giving people more. We're, we're, the show is to give you information. We want you to go to our sponsors and immerse yourself and what they offer so you understand. Then you can make your own decision about what you're going to do. But how do they get to you, Philip? Because i got to tell you, i got so many compliments of having you there uh, at CPAC. And people were just really, uh, really amazed. Uh, by the way, that was a great honor to be there with you at, uh, at CPAC, Steve. You were incredible. So just to be there was was amazing. Um, very simple. On Getter, at Philip Patrick. Very simple. Um, and again, one more time, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Lots and lots of good information. Uh, thank you so much as always, Steve. We're here, to, we're here to make you the smartest head of the creditors committee you can be. Philip Patrick, thank you. Dr. Navarro. Uh, because now, and people should understand, this is behind the scenes what is, has Washington, th- this whole thing about the, the budget, which is going to do top line, the appropriations, which is going to divvy it out to all the different groups, and the debt ceiling. Those three elements are, I would say, taking up 80% of the time behind closed doors. Trust me, this city is about money and power, okay? So when you see all these other things running around, uh, and you got the investigations, obviously, in these things, but I'm saying when they're talking about things they have to do, this appropriations. And remember, the appropriations process has been pulled forward a lot because we're not going to have a CR. McCarthy and, and the conference have committed to do this regular order and get them through the House. Peter, I wanted to have you on here about how it's going to impact people's lives. And I thought of you this morning when I saw Beijing at 5%, that you know they lie and yeah. these numbers lie. But it, how it impacts. And back to America, you know, in 2008, we did get one of the things that helped pull us out of the, of the crisis of 2008 not just flooding the zone with the, the bailouts and the, and the liquidity that they put on the Federal Reserve that Obama's administration did, but the Chinese were in a growth were in a in a growth mode and they jacked their own, you know they they pump money in their own system to keep growing. When they say five percent, they mean zero. And and we've gone from a nation I think historically post World War II, our growth rates are around three percent, and that's really generated the American prosperity. Of course, it was better in the fifties and sixties, but. Now we're not looking at that, and that's my concern about this debt trap. You're in a situation now, Peter, as you know, and you've argued with President Trump many times on his policies um, because you're as manufacturing czar, is that we've got to get to those growth rates or it's kind of game over, sir. So let's do a couple of things, Steve. Uh, if you d- disaggregate the growth rate, there was a, a pivotal time um, in the 2000s when Obama – came into office with Biden as his vice president, where we went through effectively eight years of slow to stagnant growth. The growth rate was no more and often didn't hit 2% a year. And people were calling it the new normal, like, okay, that's the way it had to be. And what they didn't understand on the Democrat side is that the solutions to our economy Uh, to make it grow faster, really structural in nature. So when Trump came in with deregulation and lowered the cost of business, tax cuts for for families, which stimulated aggregate demand, 
Uh, fair trade, above all, cutting the trade deficit, that boosts growth as well. Uh, we were able to hit that 3% mark. And it was kind of funny because consistently year in, year out, we'd beat the CBO forecasts. And they couldn't figure out what was going on. And what, what's happened now, Steve, as, as Biden has undone all of the structural elements of Trumpian supply-side type growth, for the most part, and, and fair trade-driven growth, we've reverted down towards that new normal 2% and flirting with recession. So that's kind of, okay, point one. Point two is uh, you and, and Philip Patrick, uh, we're going over uh, the, the math of this. It's a simple math problem. Um, if your debt service is going up at a faster rate than your ability to generate tax revenues because you're growing too slowly. It's only a matter of time before those two lines cross and you wind up in that debt trap. I remind, I'm reminded when I was in the White House early in the pandemic and Kudlow's like in one of these meetings with the boss and he's saying, hey, there's nothing to worry about. There's only a, a few cases here in the U.S. And it's like, Mr. Kudlow, don't you understand logarithmic progression? Or if there are four cases today, tomorrow it's eight, 16, and pretty soon you're doomed. Okay, so so that's important. Now, the thing about, I want to I get a little deeper on this Chinese growth rate. Because remember, the GDP growth equation is driven by consumption, investment, government spending, and your net trade balance. Right. So a lot of the growth in China averaged 10 percent a year for 30 years. A lot of their growth was driven by the trade sector. Their trade surplus was our trade deficit. And so they were essentially growth in China. Faster growth wasn't good at that point because it was driven by our trade deficit. It was a it was like a giant leech sucking lifeblood out. So when you ask me. Does slower growth in China mean that we're doomed in a way? It depends. I mean, it depends on what's going on with those four yes. components. Yes. You know, the ideal situation, Steve, <laughs> which I preached for years, um, and, you know, Leo Ha um, and Deng Xiaoping, surprisingly, were kind of in favor of this. Like, if you, if you open up your economy instead of being like a mercantilist like China, and they yeah. actually bought our stuff— it would have been good for them and good for us. But that's not where we're at. So bottom line is, I'd love to see Russ Vogt come up with his dirty dozen. You know, the, the 12 things ranked ordered that we've got to cut back in appropriations as they make these uh, negotiations well, the big, with the Democrats. The way, one, 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 we'll, we'll get you on the world to go through that. We're working with this guy. But I'll tell you, one of the things they've talked about is the weapon, you know, and Trump mentioned this yesterday, woke and weaponized spending in agencies that they're going to go after that i think you got to go after things yeah. systemically and i know two things that they're focused on is one is yeah. work requirements for many of these programs about where it cuts can. the other is to look at medicaid particularly with an, an illegal aliens they're, they've already laid out two trillion dollars i mean biden's already responded that said it'll never happen over his dead body uh, i want to go to break i got to hold you here because i want to go through sure. some of the other aspects you've got sure. um but but i, I want to leave i want people to think about that for a second <laughs> the, since we let him in the world trade, I mean, this is from the 90s to the time Scowcroft went over and bailed out Deng Xiaoping and these guys on 4 June, around 4 June of 1989, when, when Tiananmen Square happened, and a couple of months later, five months later, Berlin Wall fell, 
We were the head. It all could have collapsed. The communists in China and the Bolsheviks all gone. Bye-bye in the car car. Of course, we bail out the Chinese Communist Party. 10% growth for 30 years. Eating your lunch. 10% GDP growth over 30 years. 30 consecutive years. Every year for 30 years. Okay. Uh, Dr. Navarro, hang on. We're going to be back in a moment. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Peter, uh, Dr. Navarro, continue on, sir. Well, we were talking about the uh, the way communist China grows, and you know, they're saying they're going to grow 5%. What I'm really interested in is all these global supply chains dope out post-pandemic is just how many American corporations are actually leaving communist China. We hear a lot of uh, chatter about that, uh, but our trade deficit with China is higher than it's ever been right now. And it bumped right up right after uh, Biden uh, stole the election. And again, for people, people need to understand the, the four drivers of growth include consumption, investment, government spending. And the most important one for the United States and China is the trade component. And when we run a huge deficit, that shaves off two to three percent a quarter, Steve. If we if we were running a, a balanced trade deficit, our growth rate would be closer to four, four and a half consistently. So that's the price of allowing communist China to have their way with our economy. So if we're going to get out of that debt trap, there's two things that have to happen. One, of course, is that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans have to be successful in their negotiations and roll back a bunch of uh, expenditures that are that are uh, already embedded um, in the Biden regime law, and and number two, we've got to deal with with our trade deficit, and that means dealing primarily but not exclusively with communist China. I mean, India has the largest tariffs in the world. Uh, Europe kind of screws us on uh, half the things. 
that we trade with on them, including automobiles. Uh, Japan, yeah. of course, I mean, we sell about 100 cars, <laughs> literally, to Japan every year, and they, they inundate yeah. us with their stuff. So um, this is... This is all about the deplorable, Steve. It's about working class Americans yes. having good jobs and this is and prosperous the, wages. It, and it, everything it Biden does it predicates just finish uh, the Everything Biden does yeah, go ahead. is it does just the opposite. It takes jobs away from blue collar Americans, it depresses their wages. And and that's why we got to take back Trump's America. That's what that's what my mission is. I, I think that's that what right. your mission is, Admiral. I want to get to the podcast and this thing about what he said yesterday about decoupling. I want to do the child labor. We'll do that tomorrow because we're, we're pressed for yeah. time. And that's- but yesterday, and this is why I was upset about Fox, even though they covered it live after they kind of dismissed it. He had he said, we're going to decouple from China. China, That was incredibly powerful about the tariffs and about what he's going to do manufacturing. You, comment, give me a minute on that, but I also want to go into your thoughts on his whole style of given it was two hours long the other day or an hour and a half long versus other things you might recommend, Dr. Peter Navarro. Oh, let me take you. Let me take you right into the Oval Office uh, in, the, in the final uh, weeks uh, before the 2020 election, and I'm there. Mnuchin's there. Kudlow's there. Lighthizer's there. Ross is there. You know, I'm the only guy sitting there who had been consistently arguing for decoupling for months, both as an economic necessity and as a political win, and. What the boss got advice on doing was making that his top second term part of his agenda, decoupling with China. That was going to happen. But we lost that opportunity because of the bad advice the globalists in, in the, uh, in the uh, hen house basically gave uh, consistently to the boss. And again, Mnuchin, Kudlow, um, they, they just, I mean, it was bad stuff. So, but decoupling is the only way to do it because we've learned, Steve, that if you cut a deal with communist China, they won't abide by it. So why bother? Okay. Why bother? And there's the seven deadly sins that, that, uh, I hope I've made famous that they do. So people understand the scope, the intellectual property theft, the currency manipulation, the state owned enterprise, yada, yada, yada. That stuff is, is worse today than it's ever been. Right. And we stand by and let them have their way with us. And it's, it's, it's a crime. And someday somebody's going to wake up, you know, it's like, I, I started this and you did too, probably back in 2006 sounding the alarm and Trump yeah. was, was even earlier. Yeah. And, and now everybody's like, Oh, we got to crack down. Uh, yeah. No kidding. Okay. But, but now it's time to, to walk the talk friends. Okay. So let's do that. My, my, I want to just talk, uh, just end with this. It's like, um, I, I, going all Substack like Robert Malone. It's PeterNavarro.substack.com. PeterNavarro.substack.com. It's the gateway to the podcast. What I do there, Steve, is not only to have the podcast, but I put the scripts of the podcast, which read like op-eds. And what I'm trying to do, Steve, is dig in deep to every single issue Donald Trump is going to have to confront. As you said, we'll do the the forced child labor. Uh, in America's story, which Biden is totally responsible for. But if uh, folks out of the posse can take a look at it, it's peternavarro.substack.com. Trying to raise a few bucks for my legal defense fund as, as well as get the message out. But Steve, these are perilous times. And Admiral, you killed it, by the way, um, at uh, CPAC. 
I wanted you there as my wingman because I wanted to get you, you know, the, the, to, to lighten you up a little bit between the audience and they could see the gun show. But I know you're on permanent vacation wherever, whatever. Well, that now, to be honest, you now, I'm sure out. you would have let me in, right? I don't, I don't get a lot of invites. <laughs> the pure, the pure Trumpism. I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say, yeah, go ahead. Owners don't like tariffs. Don't like buy American, buy hair, hair American. So let's let's you know let's chew that bone with a Hold little it. bit of caution. I didn't I didn't say I didn't say I didn't say we're going to get you on the main stage. That that's no. they're verboten, man. You're a protectionist. That's no. a, I was going to get you into that. I was going to get you the war room. Yes. I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to get you back on. You've got you've got an incredible analysis about this child labor situation that's just unsatisfactory. So particularly with the immigration, the open borders, the invasion, it's just it's, it makes you sick to your stomach. Uh, Peter, uh, real quickly, one more time. How do you get to your Substack? It's uh, my name, Peter Navarro. Substack.com. Peter Navarro. Substack.com. It'll take you to the podcast. You'll get scripts of the podcast. I'm giving out free economics courses, uh, which are, which are going to be really valuable, particularly the macro course. And um, we'll just keep pushing this ball up the hill, Steve. We got a lot of, a lot of work to do here. Okay, brother. Thank you. Uh, a lot of economics and um, the underpinnings of what you have to understand because you're the, you're going to be the drivers. This audience is. Okay, I want to bring in now uh, an extraordinary young man that I got an opportunity to meet, and, and I can't talk enough about the, uh, the the Museum of Western Heritage and the Cowboy Museum out in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Please go to their website and make it a destination uh, visit for your family this summer. Don't take them to Disneyland. Don't take them to Disney World. Uh, take them here to learn about not just their country, but some of the, the pioneers, uh, just incredible, the pioneer spirit. And I met uh, Senator Nathan Dom there uh, from, uh, I think, the 33rd District of, um, of, uh, in Oklahoma as a state senator outside of Tulsa. I think it's east of Tulsa. Uh, just an extraordinary young man. He's, they call him the Matt Gates, so you know he's a rabble rouser. They call him the Matt Gates of, uh, of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Nathan, here's what I want to do. I want to bring in Nathan. Nathan, thank you for joining us. But I want to play. You went. You went toe to toe with John Stewart, which is no easy thing. Uh, let's play. Do we have the clips? Let me. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining us. I'm going to play the clips, and I'm going to come back and get your observations. How do you know who has a problem in terms of the people who you're giving a gun to? Do you want to talk about the background checks first, or do you want to talk about solutions first? I want to talk about what you're doing. Is you're bringing chaos to order. That's your subjective opinion, you, that it's bringing chaos to order. It's not my subjective opinion. We it have 50,000 gun-related deaths. That's not a subjective opinion. Okay, so That's dead people. Let me, let me back up for a second. In every other place in your life, you want to bring order, but guns are the outlier for you. So let's start with immigration. You want registration, maybe a wall, maybe not a wall. Why do you want that? Well, one of the reasons is because the fentanyl crisis. Right. I mean, okay, but you, and but, you don't know when it's coming across. So what do you but do? But the fentanyl crisis is twice what the gun death crisis is. Okay, so, so until the gun crisis gets no, to the fentanyl level, not until it, you don't want to bring order. No, not until it. But but do you see my talk, point? If we're going to talk about protecting lives, that's a larger issue in uh -huh. America yes. than guns is. If we're talking about individual lives yes. of ways that they can be protected, loss of life in America. There's loss of life through fentanyl. There's loss of life through obesity. The obesity crisis in America mm -hmm. costs six times the number of lives as guns. Right, and, and so, you're the guy saying, you know what would help this? Ice cream. <laughs> no. 
So you know what would help the problem that we're facing with firearms? What? The fatherlessness crisis that we have in America. Even rights have responsibilities, and that within those responsibilities, responsibilities are responsibilities yes. and order, otherwise it's chaotic. I'll go you one further. You want to ban drag show readings to children. To my why? Eyes, yes. Why? Why, why? What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting, those under 18 from voting? Why are you banning, that? Is, is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry? The government does have a responsibility uh -huh. in certain instances to What's protect What's the children? leading cause of death amongst children in this country? And I'm gonna give you a hint. It's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're gonna say it's firearms. No, I'm not gonna say it like it's an opinion. That's what it is. It's firearms. More than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is, you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying f to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy. So Nathan Dom, uh, not too shabby. Uh, finish your thought on the on the on the drag queen of it all, because he obviously twisted that in a certain way. But I got to tell you, um, kudos for standing in the standing up toe to toe with John Stewart, which is not easy. John Stewart, I think, is among the the best. That's why his show, The Daily Show, when he did it, was such a powerful, powerful institution slash weapon for the left. Senator Dom. Yeah. So the the interview that I had with him, uh, sat down with him for over an hour and a half. Um, and obviously went into it knowing that it would be edited, knowing that they would uh, use that to try to cast me in a negative light. Uh, but we have to be willing to go into the lion's den and we have to be able to take on the giants of the left, uh, which he is considered. And so I uh, was more than willing to do that. He's the one that brought, brought up the drag queens and, and tried to make that comparison while at the same time ignoring the fentanyl crisis. So he'll say, you know, that I'm trying to find this this small incident of, of trying to protect children from drag queens while ignoring the gun deaths while he's focusing on gun deaths while ignoring the fentanyl crisis. Um, the other thing, too, is that factually... It just froze. Okay, let's go. Is, are you back up, Senator? Let's go ahead and reboot it. Yep. I want to. I want to. This guy's important. I tell you what, we're going to reboot you. We're going to go to break, and we're going to reboot you and get you up. Um, a very impressive young man called the Matt Gates of uh, of Oklahoma, and he went head to head with um, went head to head with uh, John Stewart. By the way, we're we're doing a cut. We haven't done it yet, but Chelsea, I think the Daily Show is going to come back. And be a power because it has it's been irrelevant for 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 a long time. Uh, when John Stewart chaired the Daily Show when he was the host, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people don't like John Stewart, but for the left it was very powerful. I I think that Chelsea Handler is going to get the hat tip over there, and I think she's going to return that to be uh, powerful. The, her guest stint there for the couple of weeks, um, I thought from their perspective, I thought she did a good job. She did the news in a very clipped way. I thought it was very powerful, so I would not count her out. I would not count The Daily Show out because those types of shows are very important for the left in driving their narrative, and that's why I think it's uh, it's great for people like Senator Nathan Dom of Oklahoma to get into the middle of it and go right into the lion's den. I would tell him when you do those, make sure they commit to releasing the entire interview 
up online so they can see the whole hour and a half and not just the edited version of it. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to try to boot, get rebooted the Matt Gates of Oklahoma, Senator Nathan Dom, in a moment. Citizens, the headlines are getting worse and worse day after day. It seems like Armageddon could be just around the corner. That's why I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. You already know you're going to need this food someday. Why not get it now before it's too late? Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll also get $200 worth of rugged survival gear as a free bonus. You'll need this gear when things fall apart. The grid goes down. And any other time, you need to fend for yourself by yourself. To see what you get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 of free bonus gear comes with each three-month emergency food kit you order and includes free shipping. That way, your whole family can be prepared. Don't delay. Act now. And sleep better knowing your family won't suffer when disaster strikes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and enjoy free shipping. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, some breaking news out of Ukraine. Uh, the senior staff, general staff there in Zelensky have agreed they're going to, looks like, reinforce Bakhmut. We've been following this uh, this really horrific battle that's been going around this strategic position, this kind of crossroads uh, towards the eastern part of the country. The Russians are also announcing, it looks like uh, the Wagner Group saying they're running out of ammunition. They've been shelling this. this I mean, this is back to World War One type of stuff. So uh, Bakhmut is going to continue on. I think it was down to under 5,000 civilians there from, I think, 70,000, 50 to 70,000 people. Um, just a horrific battle. But Zelensky and these guys are doubling and tripling down. They're going to send more troops in. And the Russians are saying they're shelling it so hard they need to be, they need to have replenishment of their uh, of their artillery. So somehow that madness has to be brought to an end uh, and stop the killing of all the innocent people over there. MyPillow.com promo code WAR. Mike Lindell was one of the big stars of CPAC. Uh, there's also a lot of news coming out. We're going to have the um, Gateway Pundit guys on tomorrow. The Eric system is being dropped by different states. There's a lot going on on the uh, what we call the election crimes uh, situation. So we're going to have the, uh, I think, Jim and Joe, or at least Jim Hoff on, on tomorrow to discuss this. Other stuff going on around the country. We'll get caught up in all that. Um, make sure you go to MyPillow.com promo code WAR ROOM. You saw all the effort we put in at CPAC. The way we can get up and do that and stand up and do all the meet and greets is we get a great night's sleep and we get it on the products of my pillow. If you want to have, you're not, if you don't have all the time in the world to sleep, you got to make use of the hours you've got. Those are the, that's where my pillow products come in. And the my pillow 2.0, the new pillow is just extraordinary. Our entire team uses it. So go to mypillow.com, promo code war room. My pillow 2.0, buy one, get one free, but they got sales all over the place. Other buy one, get one free. We get all the special deals. So please go check it out. Make sure you support our sponsor, the great armor piercing show that is Mike Lindell. So Senator Nathan Dom, uh, you know, you did the introduction and thank you so much. Why do they call you? Why are you referred to? Everybody came up to me and said, hey, you know, 
Nathan Dom's going to introduce you. He's our Matt Gates. Why do they call you Matt Gates? Because uh, I don't back down, uh, even to the Rhino leadership that we have uh, here in Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma is a Republican state. We have Republican supermajorities, but we have Republican leadership like Mitch McConnell uh, that uh, operates in that same way of working against conservative measures. Uh, and I'm not afraid to stand up to uh, against them or anyone else and call them out uh, for working against the people, working against conservatives, working against the Constitution. Um, so I'm, I'm always leading the charge. Uh, just as Matt Gates has done in Washington, D.C. You know, you were selected of all that to, because uh, we're, you know, the people there were thinking about who did it to, to introduce me. And I'm at a small level, but John Stewart is a global media figure, particularly on the left. He's very, very highly thought of by these folks. Why did John Stewart select you of all these different politicians they have in the country? Why would they select a state senator from Oklahoma to do an hour and a half interview, sir? Uh, when they first reached out, it's because they said they had seen some of the legislation that I had introduced uh, that would have allowed our county sheriffs to arrest feds uh, that were trying to do gun confiscation measures in Oklahoma or violating other constitutional rights in Oklahoma. Uh, so they saw that and that, that caught their attention. They said uh, that's why they wanted to have me on to, to talk about the Second Amendment uh, and probably because Oklahoma is you know, considered the reddest of the red states uh, to try to get that perspective on, on where we stand. But here's what surprised me getting out there, and, and, and just want to thank you guys for having me out, uh, the Oklahoma County GOP. It was kind of shocking to me, and this is what the point I was trying to make. With You have Tennessee, you have Florida, you have Texas, you have Arizona, you have Ohio, you have these MAGA states. Uh, but really, you know, they're more at the leadership than Oklahoma, and I couldn't figure that out. I said, I would argue Oklahoma is probably the most MAGA. It's the only state in the country that every county went for Trump, even the ones that have the big universities in it. Why is why has Oklahoma not taking more leadership in the overall MAGA movement nationwide, given that you've got one of the strongest, if not the strongest MAGA base out there, sir? Because uh, our leadership doesn't support the grassroots. Uh, in many ways, they don't even support the Constitution. Uh, for instance, when I had constitutional carry and I was able to force a vote on that here in the Oklahoma State Senate, uh, I, the House had passed it over to us. We had 39 out of the 48 Senate seats were Republicans, 39 Republicans. And when I first went and started talking to them about, hey, we got constitutional carry coming up for a vote, I could only get about a dozen of them to say that, yes, they supported it. They wanted to pass constitutional carry. At my high watermark, I had 19 out of 39, not even a majority of Republicans that said they wanted to pass or vote on constitutional carry. They were doing everything they could behind the scenes to try and stop it. So they would. In leadership positions, at least. Uh, Nathan, the, uh, the, the, the connection's not, not great, so we'll, we'll wrap it up with, and we'll spend more time with you, because this question is bugging us about these different states, you know, uh, West Virginia, Montana, Wyoming, you see these huge spreads in the support of the people, but you don't see the legislation. Uh, real quickly, are we ever going to be able to see the entire hour and a half to see the, the non-edited version of this John Stewart interview? I'll, I'll keep calling on them to do that and, and requesting that they do that and release it. 
Uh, I'll talk with my legal team to see if I'm if I'm legally able to to release it or not. I highly doubt that that he would be willing to release it because it'll show the the edits. Uh, it'll show the other points that I that I provided um, that uh, that I stood behind on on those statistics. Uh, so I highly doubt that they will do that. That's that's not their mo of, of fully releasing uh, uh, footage. But I went into it knowing that. Uh, going into the lion's den, uh, willing to take him on uh, because we have to have fighters that are willing to step up and, and say, nope, you're wrong. Uh, you can use and abuse me, make me look however you want, edit it and try to prove me in a bad light, but I'm still going to be willing to take on that battle. we got about 30 seconds. What's your social media? How do people find out more about Senator Nathan Dom? All social media platforms, just at Nathan Dom, D-A-H-M, Nathan Dom on all social media platforms. Senator, honored to know you, and thank you for coming on, sir. By the way, Tucker tonight, I think it's going to be the first episodes in the release. We'll have try to have Julie Kelly and some team on here tomorrow to talk about it. Uh, next hour, we're going to break down what exactly Trump said at CPAC and the importance of it. Trump is on a roll right now. In fact, uh, Roger Kimball, other people are we're starting to write a new edge, a new focus. And these are major policies we're talking about, major policies. Take a short break, grab a cup of coffee. It's not too late, or maybe an adult beverage. We'll see you back here in just a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.